Today is a very special episode of The Orange House. Uh, We got a very unique opportunity to sit down with a good friend of ours who is running for AS student body president of Chico State uh, next year. It's a great conversation, and we guys, we hope you guys enjoy. Uh, we also experienced a little technical difficulty, but uh, bear with us with the choppiness. It's a great conversation, a uh, great episode overall. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Orange House. My name is Anthony Cuzio. My name is Dominic Patron. And it is Friday, April 2nd of 2021. We are back with episode number eight. And we have a very special guest with us again today, uh, a good friend of ours actually, all the way from freshman year, to both yeah. of us. Well, we actually met him, in, I met him in Shasta dorms at the Living Learning Community, floor number three, um, and he's running for AS president. Care to introduce yourself, Duncan? Yeah, hi, my name is uh, Duncan Young, I'm an economics major at Chico State, and uh, yeah, we. I had a couple classes with Anthony, uh, like I think three different semesters, and then Dom and I had a few classes together. And living on the same floor, we kind of all just uh, became friends. Kind of kept that going through college, and it's been a blast. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, you're probably, the fir- if not the first, one of the first people I remember meeting here in Chico uh, in econ class. I remember it was uh, Mr. Jennings. Yeah, yeah, Jake uh, Jennings. Love that man. Now, tell me a little about yourself. Like, uh, where did you grow up? Yeah, so I'm originally from uh, Livermore, California. I lived in the same house my whole life. First time I moved was moving to Chico, moving to the dorms. Um, you know, I grew up there for a few years, well, my whole life, and then uh, <laughs> I worked at In-N-Out. That was my first job, and honestly, I liked it more than school, so I graduated um, in November of my senior year of high school, worked full-time until I came to Chico in the fall, and just kind of the rest is history. Nice, nice. So, uh, like, how was working at at in and out i heard they take pretty good care of you yeah it's probably one of the best jobs that i could recommend to any like young person um i mean you can build a career there a great career even um i think for my personal development and professional development especially it really taught me like a great work ethic it taught me how to be more diplomatic and friendly towards others um it taught me how to be like a really good team player uh so and then you know the pace Pay's not bad. They always pay over minimum wage, so. Yeah, well, honestly, that's what I've heard, and uh, I know I know more than a few people actually that that have had a job there, and every single one of them, they've never, they, I I could say they've never been dissatisfied with you know the working conditions and how they're treated. But even though it's constantly jam packed, like I don't know how I I don't think I've ever been to an in and out that wasn't super busy. No, 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 no. I'm always just so disappointed when I see that line. It's just so long and you have to be really disciplined to work there because because it is so busy and I know when I look through those windows, everybody's doing their job, you know, they're on it with whatever they're doing. Yeah, it's like that in Chick-fil-A. Like you never really see them ever too far out of line with like what they're doing. So you said you're a And uh, you're a junior at Chico State? Yeah, so um yeah, I'm in my third year here at Chico State. Um I studying economics uh it's been i originally started as a finance major because i really enjoy like personal finance and i think it's really important for everyone to kind of have that skill set in their pocket um but i switched over to economics because i thought it was a better way to understand kind of why people make decisions um which helps me when i work with others um so yeah well that's awesome that's that's really great that pretty much gets us into the main reason why you're actually here 
Uh, you're running for AS student body president at Chico State. Yeah, so uh, this year I've decided um, partially because I've kind of been a lot more service focused ever since COVID. It's like kind of when I'm like very lonely and, you know, I've only been pretty much around my roommates for the past year. This is like one of the few times I've come out of my house. Um, I should rephrase that, like like come out of my house to hang out with uh, friends. Yeah. Um, so we are recording live in person here and not over Zoom or anything like that. I should yeah. I should clarify that. Um, yeah, I do not know how to implement that technology yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, so I decided to run for AS president because I, I think it's, you know, I've, I've gained so much from being here at Chico. I've really grown as a person. I've had wonderful opportunities. I've met faculties, joined clubs, um, you know, met a lot of students who have done great things. And like, what kind of clubs have you been a part of? Uh, yeah, so uh, I recently started the uh, economics club officially. So it's been sort of, well, I, I helped to like officially start it. So it's oh, okay. been like floating around. It gets restarted every single year. Um, but this time, uh, partially because of me and partially because of the, uh, the people I was working with in the club, we wanted to like create some sort of stability. So we, you know, drafted a whole constitution. We wrote up kind of uh, transfer power uh, rules so that, you know, it doesn't have to restart every year. We have kind of a consistent, uh, leadership which is really important for the stability of any organization so and then also uh i've been part of the rowing club for three years which has helped me kind of like turn from like kind of the fat kid who didn't run to uh, which is like true i i didn't run at all in high school i was like kind of the yeah i was a kid who sat in the dugout because i was like no nah, i don't want to run um but yeah uh, rowing's hard man i i, I you know i I don't even think I've ever really rode like a real boat. I can I've only done like the machines, you know, and I've obviously never really rode a real rode a real boat for exercise. But I can only imagine like that the machines like yeah, floating. it's it's not easy. I mean, I I'll I'll say I'm not the best rower, um, you know, but I it's it's a wonderful community. It's a bunch of people who try really hard. We get up early to do something that is mostly pain. Um, and you know, the workout's really fun. It's fantastic to be over at the, the four bay by Orville and just see table mountain, see the sunrise and sunset, uh, depending on when our practices are. And it's, yeah, it's a great sport. That's gotta be awesome. So let's get more into why you're running for AS president. I know between the two of us, we've had conversations and I know you're very driven and motivated and I know this isn't a light decision for you. So I know there's a lot of reasons you had for doing this, and uh, if you wouldn't mind uh, going into a few of those reasons as to why you are running for president. Yeah, so I think the biggest one is kind of like what I said, like I'm very service-oriented, especially since COVID started. Um, I, I really just want to give back to the community. I think I have a unique outlook on things because of my economic background, and um, you know, I, I just think that kind of taking a big picture perspective as well as a diplomatic route to kind of working with the administration. Um, and then, you know, I, we, we're really facing a massive crisis. And when you have a crisis, you need good leadership. And I, I think that um, I could definitely serve that role. And I hope to serve that role in this coming year. And uh, this is your first position in Associated Students. Do you feel like that brings you kind of a different perspective than what's been going on? Like maybe you can bring a sort of outsider mentality. Maybe you've been able to see things that people who have been in there haven't been able to. And uh, do you think that gives you sort of an advantage in, uh, in how you would run things? Yeah, so um, I've never held uh, an elected office in, in uh, Associated Students, but I have been a uh, student appointee since my freshman year. 
Um, and it's a unique position because what we have to recognize is there's something around maybe 70 to 80 student representatives across kind of the governance of our, of our university. And, you know, 18 of those are elected offices. The rest of them are appointees, which means people like me, people like you, anyone who really is interested um, get appointed to these positions, but there's not really a lot of support. So I, I've been lucky enough to have sit, sat on the same committee. Uh, I think I'm now on my seventh semester sitting on CFAC, which is a, no, I'm on my fifth semester sitting on CFAC, which is a kind of a, it's a budgetary allocation committee. Um, it deals with student fees. I won't get into the details, but um, there's not a lot of support. So it took me maybe two or three semesters to really understand what we're able to do. And, you know, the faculty have years and years of sitting on these committees. Um, I like to say, and, you know, it's a sad fact, but part of being an undergraduate is we are very temporary. Um, you know, it takes our first year to learn what the system is. It takes a second to find the issues. It takes a third to gather team and figure out where you can actually address these issues. And then the last year's execution. And so um, I think it's, it's really important to recognize this whole process and take it in, into perspective. And rather than saying, okay, let's get great leaders for that last year, let's try to get leaders ready so that they can spend their second, third, and fourth year all on the execution phase, um, rather than, you know, having the last second to build their legacy, which in many cases, they end up hitting barriers and never, never kind of uh, realizing. No, that is a very good point that you bring up. And uh, honestly, I mean, of, of the of the probably couple hundred people that I've met since I've came to Chico the three years ago almost, <clears throat> you've got to be uh, one of the most active people that I see, you know, in getting involved in the community and the school to make it a better place that, you know, is more suitable for uh, the needs and, and the likenings of all the students that go Thank there. You. And it's, it's really cool to see someone jump, like, right from freshman year, uh, have that mindset of, like, you know, I want to help make this community and make my school a better place like me i was i was pretty much living for myself a whole time back then even then now it's something i still work on but it was really cool to see someone with that mindset all the right from freshman year yeah i think i think part of that comes from um like you know like i said i was pretty disassociated with my high school like i never got involved in student government i didn't think i was qualified or able to um and you know working at in and out made me realize like the importance of doing and not so much like just kind of sitting on the outline, like, you know, at, at in and out you're in that fast paced environment. If something needs to get done, you do it. Um, you know, even if it's not your job, you help out your neighbor, you, you help the big picture, not just your own stuff, because, um, you know, we, we're, we're all part of a, like, not to get too like philosophical, but we're all like a society and, uh, you know, we, we should and have to rely on each other. No, that's definitely true. I mean, it, it just as a single individual, like you can't, you can't expect to be able to do everything, you know, or you can't expect to rely solely on yourself to do everything. You're gonna need, you know, to reach a hand out sometimes. And sometimes it's it's uh, it's the a matter of someone even pulling you aside and be like, hey, you gotta do this better. Uh, it's just those little things. It, it it it's the slow process of just refining yourself in yeah and uh brought up by anthony you were absolutely driven when you got to chico state i really saw that you know our freshman year being in uh the same dorms together i, I saw you uh switch into economics where i really saw uh, a lot of growth out of you in uh, your principles and what you wanted to do going forward and i feel like what you're doing now has not 
ever been just for you. You really saw that you wanted to help others. You wanted to grow this community. And I feel like as you've gone through Chico State, that's that's grown so much. And it's been out of this sort of concern that you've had, you know, with the COVID-19 pandemic, I know that was not easy for anybody. I know for the students and the faculty and the university as a whole, you saw that we were all struggling and you genuinely wanted to be part of that effort to help come back and get things back on track, make the community as diverse and uh, efficient as it was. And uh, it's been really nice to see that. It's going to be a, it's going to be a tipping point. Exactly. It's, it's a term they use a lot in the faculty when it comes to student development. And um, I've had kind of a really lucky experience to work in like freshman opportunity experiences and you know there, there's this term called like the tipping point and it's you know that point in which you realize a student realizes am I going to finish college or am I not and for that like that's really what the university is facing right now we have I, I was just listening to a podcast when I was walking over here and they were talking about how you know nationally colleges are struggling we we, we were like you know the the everyone was hoping that the spring would bring better admissions than the fall, but, you know, we had even lower numbers. And, you know, we have always been here at Chico State, um, sort of a, a diamond in the rough when it comes to Northern California, and we need to continue serving that role. And that comes down to not just administrative leadership, but also student leadership. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I really think that this is a crucial time for, you know, really getting good people to do good work. So do you so. think that uh, Chico State or the California school uh, state school system as a whole, do you think that they handled the whole COVID-19 pandemic pretty well in retrospect, or do you think that there could have been room for improvement? Um, what, what, I, what I don't want to partake in is the bashing of the administration, because it's very easy as a student for us to say, you know, Gail Hutchinson, who's the president of our college, or I don't know his name, but the, the chancellor of the university system, it's very easy to say, you guys suck, you ruined my college experience. And, you know, I, I do think that they could have done better, but hindsight's twenty twenty. It's very, very, I mean, quite literally in this case, uh, it's, it's, it's very easy to look back and say, you could have done better. Um, but, you know, what I always like to remember is like those leaders, it's the hard decisions that reach them. Anything easy gets solved by, you know, someone below them in the, in the chain of command. And um, so do I think, we could have done a better job in facing the pandemic. Absolutely. Um, do I want to, you know, do any blaming? Not at all. Um, because I, I don't think, you know, I think we did the best with what we have. Um, I have a unique perspective in that I talked to a couple of these very well-involved faculty who, you know, uh, in one case, Emily Sheffield, who's sort of a mentor of mine. Um, she, before um, Gail Hutchinson was the uh, leader of the college or president of the college, they were kind of friends and so she trusts her heart um and you know what emelyn's told me is that the concern wasn't you know is it going to be safe for our students around here it's we are the we have the largest hospital north of sacramento if we have a massive outbreak which could be sparked by us we can't have a hospital that's completely filled with patients that we brought to the area because that's going to look horrible on us and it's going to hurt the entire northern california region so um you know Chico's always been and will continue to be, I hope, uh, a linchpin in the area. And, you know, kind of stepping back to recognize, okay, why did they make those decisions? I think we can better understand, you know, 
was it you know f students we don't want to you know we want to take your money you know we want to give you a garbage education we don't want to deal with your parties maybe a very small amount but was it hey we need to protect the local community so they continue supporting our university and enabling students in the future to have this access i think so i think a lot of it was foundationally based on that no and i'm definitely guilty for being you know one of the the ignorant bashers of you know the administration and how they handle things without me really even knowing you know the full details and hearing a different perspective like this really you know it gives me that second insight it's really nice to see yeah and i i am i I do want to clarify like i am a student too i am very frustrated with the quality of the education we've received this year the amount we've had to pay for it i think it's not fair um but i don't believe that we should sell anyone out for it absolutely absolutely and i feel like you know ant said we were all very angry we were all very confused we didn't really know what was going on but uh you know, then you're able to step back and kind of look at, you know, that initial shock and that initial anger that you experienced. You look back and go, okay, we are where we are and we have to do the best with what we have. So with school coming back in the fall, obviously we have 50% of classes coming back. I'm not quite sure the status of the rec and, you know, the status of clubs and other uh, activities like that, but it is something that is an interesting hybrid and I think it's a little confusing for everybody coming back to that. Uh, do you have any uh, specific way you wanted to go about that or any uh, ideas on how you would want the administration to go about bringing us back? Because it is something that we haven't really done before. Yeah, so I don't want to pretend I know everything. Um, I'm a big believer in putting smart people in the right places, people who know a lot more than I would, um, you know, getting student leaders, you know, who are really well versed in how we could do education people from you know people studying education or um, all that to get into these fields that to assist the faculty in having a more um, I guess diverse outlook on how we approach our education but um, what I can say when it comes to 50% hopefully returning um, you know kind of my estimates I think we're probably going to see, because 50% of classes means that very likely more than 50% of students will have a class in person. So, you know, that 50% isn't half the university has classes in person, the other half doesn't. That's, you know, maybe 75% of the university has at least one class in person. Um, and then the other elephant in the room that I don't hear anyone talking about, but I think is really crucial to, to you know, comprehend is that we have, you know, Based on everyone I've talked to, and it's been a fair number of freshmen, some of the other candidates running for other positions, um, and a lot of people are planning on coming back to Chico. I'm, I think probably anywhere from 90 to 95% of students will be in the Chico area, regardless of if they have a class in person. Yeah, you can already see the small trickle of people well, coming in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so the, the question is, how do we address this? You know, If the goal is we don't want to spread COVID, we can't say, okay, we, we only have 50% of classes, and so we're hands off, we're fine. And, you know, there is some part of that because of the American legal system that we have to prevent liability to the university. But, you know, I think that the AS being the student organization, and we hold assets on campus, such as the BMU and the REC, we have to provide um, opportunities for students to have safe activities that are somewhat regulated and COVID concerned, I suppose. Um, 
and we, we can't and, and you know enable clubs to hang out and have safe activities and we can't just say you know laissez-faire we have 50 percent of classes on campus you still can't get together with your clubs you know be on the outskirts and do your own thing because that's a recipe for disaster Absolutely. so and that's a very good point and i found that you know i'm part of a number of clubs and i, I miss that I miss going to my club and uh, interacting with people that have the same major as me and have the same interests as me and being able to talk to those people and really have, you know, meaningful conversations and have that guidance from upperclassmen. You know, it set me up with an internship, which I'm extremely grateful for. And uh, it's been just a networking thing for me. Absolutely. And it kind of goes back to the whole just idea of getting involved like we were talking about before, you know, whether that's in your community or, you know, one thing that I almost kind of regret or I do definitely regret is not getting so much more involved in my school, like my freshman and sophomore year. You know, I was kind of just like caught up in my own personal endeavors that I never well, really got. I, I, I do want to clarify and say that, Anthony, what you have done is different than the average student. The, the average student's path is let me join on campus things. You have a very entrepreneurial mindset, which is why, and Dom, you do as well, which is why you guys even started this podcast, but you know, you created a band or at least helped in the creation of the band. You marketed it. You, um, at, you held events with hundreds, upwards of hundreds of people. Um, there are, there's a lot of value in that. And, you know, I think we have to step away from the traditionally what college students should be doing and say, what's called, what can college students do? Um, and I mean, I, I really mean that because it's, it's really impressive. And that really puts my mind at rest because, you know, I, I, I know the things I have accomplished, but at the same time, I, you, you, I sit at night and think like, what if I should have gotten more involved earlier, you know, in my school rather, because that's something that, you know, it's, it is right in front of me and you know, I don't necessarily take advantage. You ran a small business, name or not, right? And that's the truth about it. It's, it's, I, you know. I, I it, it is something it isn't a big accomplishment but it's one of those things that like it being getting involved in your school is put right in front of you and a lot of people are looking for some something to take on and that's really true what you say about it's it's really just all about getting involved in some way and having some some form of uh togetherness you, you you got with uh one of the fraternities on campus and held an event that was a charity event on a stage yeah, and, no, I mean, it, yeah like it's, true. it's really true i mean it, it really does pay to just kind of uh get out there and and meet people network a little bit my allergies sound really bad yeah, no worries yeah and on, on that note that's one of the things that i i really want to encourage uh chico state already does a fantastic job and um I'm going to state a separate fact. They may be related. They may not be. Chico State has a you know, history of being a supposed party school. Yeah. We also have an amazing networking. Um, you know, like we have great networking and people really know each other. Uh, people want to work together. And, you know, the reason we're even recording this podcast is because of, you know, we're a product of Chico State's great networking. Um, and I think encouraging students to reach to other majors um and do all this stuff and work within their networks of even just students um, can really be somewhere that we as a university can show the world that we are better than, you know, our party kind of, I guess, what's the word? Reputation. Reputation. Thank you. Yeah. 
And, you know, coming to Chico State, you know, you obviously, like any college, you're going to have that party aspect, but it's not, it's not necessarily something you have to be a part of. You can participate as much as you want. But also, going through the academics of Chico State, I've noticed that it is a really quality program. And I just have to say that, you know, being a part of it, you know, seeing the professors, most of all, are my favorite part of it because they are people that are genuinely interested in what they do and really care about the success of their students. And that's something that me and you have talked about in the past and I've noticed is that you get along really well with professors and every professor you seem to have always has something pos- positive to say about you and, and is, you know, praise you and, and you deserve it in, in, that, uh, in that sense. But um, it's, it's good to see that you uh, have such a good res- relationship with those people I respect so much. But um, anyways, you are running for as president, and I do want to address, you know, what are your biggest plans coming in? I, I know that you probably have a lot of ideas. What, what, is, what are your main focuses for this campaign? Yeah, so uh, that's a great question, and I, I, I'm really humbled whenever I hear, like, like, even that you've heard from other professors uh, about me. Like, that's incredibly humbling. Um, but, yeah, as AS president, my main thing is helping to rebuild the community. Um, I, I ran a first-year experience program last semester, and students are not affiliating with the university, um, which is bad for enrollment, and it's bad for the students, right? Like, we are here to get an education. The goal is to finish, and no matter how much anyone wants to tell you, Finishing college is not just finishing your classes. You have to have, you know, a social network of some sort to give you the mental strength to get through your hard classes, to get to that 8 a.m., you know, to to do all this stuff. So I really want to help rebuild uh, the clubs, you know, as a club president myself. And I, I'm really lucky because we have um, some weird asset ownership. And so we were able to continue kind of rowing, even though we weren't Chico State rowers. Um, so we've managed our community, but we're one of the few. Um, you know, a lot of clubs, especially within the sports, because they 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 rely on in-person activity, have completely dissolved. Um, the ultimate club it normally has uh, anywhere from twenty people, and uh, last time I spoke to um, their president, he's the last one. Um, wow. Yeah. So these these communities are what gets us through our classes. We need to rebuild them, and so for me. You know, I really want to use the AS, prioritize rebuilding them, give them the opportunity to get together on campus, to have these social gatherings uh, that are safe and, you know, do everything in our power to revitalize the community and breathe life back into it. Um, And not only that, I think um, we kind of have an interesting once in a lifetime experience, really, I mean, maybe once ever experience where we have now two years of leadership gap um, on campus, which can result in either clubs completely falling apart because the legacy of knowledge is lost, um, or um, if we can protect that by just giving proper training to these up-and-coming leaders, um, you know, also forgetting some of the failures in our past. Um, I, I can't speak for a lot of clubs, but, you know, there definitely is, in most parts of our society, equity problems and accessibility problems. And I think that what better time to address those than, you know, like a phoenix, I guess, rising from the ashes better than ever. So, 
And you know, by the spring, you know, obviously yeah, we don't really knows. know where it's going to go. Every month is something different. But you know, we can assume that you know vaccinations are going on a pretty stable rate, and I think it's reasonable to assume that by the spring we could be fully, if you know, almost fully, if not fully, back in person. And it's good to know that you're not just focused. Obviously, it's important coming back from the pandemic that we do everything right. But you're not just focused on that. You realize that coming back in person implies that there's, you know, a lot of, you know, issues that we need to solve and a lot of things that we can still do. We don't just have to focus on that one thing of coming back. Uh, We can continue to improve on the in-person as we come back. And uh, it's good to know that you have these plans, uh, these these extra, you know, further plans than just coming back. Because college with nothing but classes. It'd be college, not the college experience. Yeah, or the college punishment. I don't know. <laughs> and in a sense, it'd kind of be like what we have now for a lot of people, where college or school just feels like work because, you know, you're at... Well, and it's even worse than work because work comes with community. Most interactions we have come with community, and, you know, this year has been anything but. When the most interaction you have is the one person in your class that has their camera on. And I've definitely know? seen uh, interaction levels go way down. And it's sad to see, you know, I go into Zooms and there's just rock bottom participation. You know, you don't see nearly as many people in them as you used to. And I know freshmen uh, that have come back, you know, this year to online school. And it doesn't even seem like sometimes that they're a part of Chico State. It's just it could be any any number of colleges that they're part of it's all the same they're kind of just online and you know it's easy to put it off and uh, I, I, I realize how much I miss that and I, I hate to see uh, these freshmen not getting that full experience and uh, you realize how much you miss just just walking onto campus and getting to just see people you don't even know walking around but at least there's activities going on it gives you energy and it reminds you just you know that that you're part of that community and it gives you gives you a sort of a it, it boosts your mental health you, you're in a better mood because of it or 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 that great experience which is so menial but means so much of walking by and seeing a friend from class and saying hey there anthony oh yeah dude i can't even tell you how many different times i've run into either you or you know dom or any one of my other friends <clears throat> just walking around on campus and it's like hey do you want to go grab lunch right in in the bmu or what have you, you, there was just always something to do, whether you had class in a little bit or not. I, f- I found myself sitting on campus all the time without even class, or without even having class later in the day. And just going to the uh, Chico State Merriam Library, you know, it might be midterms week or whatever, and just seeing all the other people who are going through, you know, the same thing that you're going through. It's motivating. <laughs> knowing that everybody, you know, is going through the same thing, especially in a time like finals or midterm week, knowing that we're all going through the same thing. And even though I don't know them, we all have that, you know, in common. Yeah, and especially in a place like Chico where, you know, there's so much action going on all the time. You know, if you, if you, if you come home, there might be a party right next door, a really loud thing you can keep you distracted. It's always nice to be able to have that spot that you can go back with, you know, silence and solitude and where everyone's working towards studying. You know, it, it helps to be in that environment around people doing the same thing. And I know how hard online school was with everything. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, I saw my mental health definitely, you know, take a hit from that. And I don't know who said it, but uh, 90% of, uh, of the job is just showing up. And it is because just being a part of that environment really, really involves you. 
I, I personally, I, I know this from experience. I recognize this about myself. I'm very um, environmentally based. Like when I go somewhere, I go somewhere to do something and I do it really well when I'm there. It has been so difficult for me to work at the same desk that I play. And it's just, or, you know, get on a Zoom call with my friends to talk or, you know, watch a movie or do all these things at the same place I have to do homework because then, you know, you get into the homework and you go, well, you know, YouTube's still open. Oh, yeah. No, and, and it's just, big yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard without that separation of space that a university gives you or even just normal life usually gives you. And with online school, you know, it's so easy to just say, you know, I'm, I'm just going to leave my class. I'm in the corner. I'm not really going to pay attention. I don't need to take notes. And it's really taken away a lot of that interactivity. You know, you don't really, you don't really go to a club meeting. You just, oh, here's the Zoom link, you know, and it takes away from that, that college experience. And uh, it's just so easy to, to slack off. And it's, it's really cool to see someone with that, you know, very natural inclination to want to get involved and, and make the community a better place. And it's really inspiring, like the things that you do and you take on. I appreciate that. So it seems like the most important thing is really just to get involved and uh, to I mean, work together for the betterment of the community. And for me, it's, it's really important, and I've really enjoyed seeing how this whole thing has made you gain motivation. You, you definitely haven't lost it. Well, and, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to be put on a pedestal here because, you know, I struggle mental health-wise as much as everyone else. This year has been extremely difficult. Uh, it's been super difficult to find motivation to do things. It's been super challenging to stay in any sort of routine. Um, and, you know, it's it's really taken a lot of people that I've deliberately stayed in touch with to maintain that motivation, to try to normalize my world by having regular meetings with my old professors just so I feel some normalcy. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy to maintain this motivation even for someone so, I guess, highly motivated like myself. So, you know. Now, this is a question that I, I've asked a couple times to like on this podcast to a couple different people but it's one that really interests me and I, it's uh, one that I think about for myself a lot but where do you find your motivation like when you when you have something you really don't want to do and uh, you know there's a lot of chances for you to just get out of doing that whether it's you know you can just avo- straight up avoid it you can pass it on to someone else just where do you find the motivation to... Yeah, for for me, um, I think a big driver of it is I really don't like letting people down. Um, I'm not super focused on what people think of me, but I try to tie my success to other people's success as much as possible because I'm much better when I when someone else is relying on me. I... I, I am very challenged to find motivation to do something for myself exclusively. And I don't mean to say that in like, you know, I'm some like non-selfish person because I definitely do selfish things, but, but like it is much easier for me to succeed when I know someone's relying on me. Um, because knowing that I failed someone else is an extremely painful emotion to me. So that really motivates me. Um, also having two sisters who are extremely, um, doing well for themselves. They both went to much better schools. Uh, and not to say Chico's bad, but, you know, 
prestige wise. One went to a UC and one went to um, an extremely uh, you know world class engineering college. So for me, it's it's um, I guess some of that sibling competition, like how how can I um, you know feel like I'm on par with my sisters who you know older sisters, older siblings in general. You always look up to so. Um, some of that competition's a healthy thing. Yeah, you know? I don't get competitive with others, but when it comes to siblings, like I can't, I can't be like you know. We used to play board games together. I lost then, can't lose now. Are they older uh, or younger? Uh, yeah, so I have two older sisters and a younger brother. It's a three-year gap between um, my sisters and I. For so it's three years, three years, me, and then my youngest brother is five years younger. Um, but yeah, they're they're both doing great for themselves. Um, one got her engineering degree uh, or master's degree in historical restoration and just moved out um, with her boyfriend who bought a house uh, down in the Bay Area. And then the other one's living out in Pennsylvania uh, and just got married last year. So at the end of last year. So a lot of competition. A lot of competition. <laughs> got to catch up. Yeah. And, you know, something for me that I picked up on was that I, uh, I noticed how you said, you know, you, you didn't really apply yourself in high school and neither did I. But something that I appreciate is that you're able to look at, you know, I, I didn't really get involved. I wasn't a part of it, you know, uh, and, and when you get to Chico and say, okay, now, you know, I want to get involved. I realize what a mistake that was. And I want to be a part of building this community up. I want to try my best. I want to, you know, not just do what's best for me, but do what's best for uh, everybody else who's a part of this. And I think that's why, I was able to find a friend in you is because you you gave you gave off that energy and that attitude and it was something I really appreciated and uh, it, it's just nice to see that in somebody that's wanting to run for associate student president. Yeah, I think that's that's one of my biggest strengths, honestly, is my ability to uh, learn from failure. Like I said, failure is extremely painful for me, and it's it's so much worse when you know you could have done better. And, you know, failing twice at something, you knew better to some extent. I mean, well, I know I've changed a lot as a person in my years here, and I've been able to see you grow as a person a lot in your years here. You know, you came in very motivated, and I've seen, you know, how, how far you go with that. You really, you really take it to, you know, new heights, and I'm able to look at that f personally for motivation, you know, even though you might not know it. You know, if I'm, you know, I'm struggling, I can go, you know, I have, like, friends like you and Anthony, but, you know, you especially just, you know, I'm able to go, you know, look what Duncan's doing. I, I, I can, I can do at least half that. And uh, it's just been nice to have you around as, as sort of that motivation, you know, you gather it from your friends and, you know, in those, those hard times, you know, having you around and, you know, I know we've had a, a group project together and, We've had, we've had a few things together and it's it's just been super reassuring and and supportive to have you know somebody that I call a friend that I trust and think is very uh, capable of, of getting the job done and so when you told me you were running for president of associated students it just made sense I don't know if anything's ever made so much sense uh, just looking back I would have to say the exact same thing it, it's just you seem like the obvious right choice. Exactly. And, you know, you're, you're a genuinely smart person, too. It's not that you're just a hard worker. Like, you're one of the smartest people I know. And 
it's just when I heard that it was just like yeah I don't I don't think I know a more qualified person I don't I don't think I've ever been as comfortable electing somebody to a certain position as I am voting for you to be uh, the president of Associated Students so you know that that's just personally for me I I want you to know how appreciative I am and how much I I fully support you um, yeah that's incredibly humbling I I thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly, I don't know what to say. I'm glad that I can inspire the people around me. Um, I definitely, you know, some of our conversations, seeing that there um, are inspiring people. And, you know, Anthony, like what I said earlier, I really mean it. Like what you do entrepreneurial wise, extremely impressive. There, I, I try to gravitate around people who... Um, I see being successful one day and not, not just in that, you know, like I, I, I try to look for people that care and try and both of you have that, which is why we've become close friends. But I don't want to discard the fact that like, I'm not the only person at Chico state like this. There are plenty of well-motivated people, um, that inspire the people around them. And, uh, you know, like it, it's, it's, I don't want to like be, I don't want to say like, that's yeah i'll stop there but i, I, like, I, like I really appreciate it like, i'm incredibly humbled <laughs> like you said, and like you said before you know no one person is going to get it done and it's 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 nice to know that you understand that and you're going to put uh people in the in the in the best position for themselves and what they specialize in to get the most done it you know you you, you know you're not going to be able to do it alone uh you're going to utilize other people's talents to the fullest uh extent possible and you know, through that, those other people are getting fulfilled and feeling like they're contributing to the community. So it really relates to what you were talking about, bringing other people up with you. And, uh, you know, it takes a team. And I feel like that's a something that's very valuable, especially in a leader today. Well, I really hope uh, on that note, like one of my big priorities for the AS is to set um, precedent for, and I don't want to discard the fact because i I haven't been directly in their spheres of influence, the previous presidents. Um, I mean, I've worked with them, and they are wonderful people. Bree Holbert, um, I think, is a great example of someone who's just like me, just a year older. Um, or, you know, whatever the age difference is, she's a she's graduating this year, so. Um, and she's the current president. But, you know, there's incredibly bright and inspiring people, and I want to set the precedent for AS leaders to really take the holistic view of the AS and... You know, not focus on just what can I do, but what can we do? And I really mean that. Like, not not in just like a, I guess, like, uh, movie story time, like, phrase. But, like, it really does come down to what we can do together because... And that's really been the topic of our conversation tonight. I mean, coming together and uh, getting involved in making your community a better place has really proved to be, like, the most vital thing in making your community a better place and you need to just get involved and everything today is so interconnected with you know social media and everything and you know when i was looking for looking at jobs and internships i found that being able to work in a team and lead a team is probably one of the most valuable skills you can have today and i think having a an associated students president who has that virtue trickles down to the to the lower classmen and uh, really sets them up for situations in the real world because that is a very valuable asset today. The, the university, like I always like to say, what we're doing here is just preparation for life, which it really is. I mean, it's school. By default, it is not yet 
I guess, I, I don't want to say it's not yet life, but, you know, it's not yet, like, the real world, in air quotes. Um, it's, it's a place where we can test our ideas, where we can try out new things, where we can experiment in who we are and who we can be, as well as, you know, working on these projects with very limited risk, um, trying to find mentors that inspire us and um, make help us be the greatest person we can be. Um, so universities are like, if, if anyone's questioning, should I go to a university someday or should I drop out or any of this, keep with it, get involved. It, it literally takes talking to a professor, go to a volunteering event, uh, just, you know, figure out which committee affects you. You know, if you're interested in finance, get involved in a budget committee. If you're, um, you know, a person of color looking to help, you know, support your community, um, find, you know, get on like a diversity committee or, you know, sustainability committee or whatever, um, you know, helps whatever motivates you. That's where you'll have the passion and that's where you'll do your greatest work. So really just get involved, do something, join a club. It, it, it doesn't take that much. Talk to a stranger, really. Um, and you described it really well, you know, Coming into college, a lot of kids just think, like, I'm going to college to take classes to get me ready for my job, and, and that's really it. But university is so much more than that. There's so many experiences that you'll have and so many people that you'll meet, you know, joining clubs, you know, starting a band like Anthony did, running for AS president like you are. It's all those experiences that add into making you who you are when you come out, and, and that degree that you earn at the end of it it's not just saying, you know, I learned enough in my classes to get a stable job. It's saying, I, I went through all the hardships. You know, I got up the days I didn't want to get up. I got through the things that were hard and I didn't want to do. It's, it's four years of a, a grind. It's a, you know, we all call it the grind. It really is. And there's good moments, bad moments. And just having that resilience to get it done is, is what makes it worth all, it, all the hardship. Or... You know, we, we here at Chico State have an inc incredibly unique situation with, um, you know, hitting a pandemic, which every university in America, every person in America has faced in some way. Um, but, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we were being smoked out of our city because of the campfire in our backyard. Um, you know, we had to evacuate. We had to stay resilient. We had to continue that semester, even though, you know, it, our community was, there was hundreds of people that were homeless. There was massive destruction in the local area. There was devastation everywhere. Professors lost their homes. Um, and not even a year before that, we had, you know, nearly a dam in our backyard collapse. You know, like like we here, we here at Chico and, you know, everywhere else, like we've gotten through these things and that is an incredible lesson. It's, it's the World War II moment of our generation in so many ways and I, you know, I really hope that it leads to a better society, not just products of Chico State, but, you know, I really hope our generation does something great because of the struggles that we've had to endure. And that's a very real issue right now. You know, people, people are faced with, you know, uh, a struggle. Pretty, pretty much everyone out there right now is, being, is facing a struggle, at least just with the COVID pandemic. I mean, that brought so much with it that it really takes you back to realizing how much you need support, whether that be in groups or, you know, just a single friend or family member or 
honestly support in any way we as humans need support and it's 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 something that we've we seek whether we're really realizing it or not and uh it's getting involved like like we've mentioned earlier is just like it's one of those things that's right in front of your face that it's or at least for me it's right from my face and i just don't even realize that i'm missing it and uh it's it's a great way to get that fulfillment and you know like I said before, I, I know I know freshmen um, that have come into Chico in this kind of online virtual learning era, and it's I've talked to them, and it, it's it's almost sad because you know they they go you know I'm, I like Chico Chico's treating me well, but it's it's not you know the real Chico, and they know that, and I I want them to have that experience that I did, and I feel like the fact that our class and people our age went through. You know, we experienced it and then lost it. We realized, you know, how much that meant to us. And we want to be able to give that to them. And it's, you know, through that hardship, and you're a great example of this, Duncan, we've been able to come out more motivated and more driven. And, you know, you really see how far, you know, the, the, the hard parts can take you. Like, at, just the other day, we went to the movies, and I've never been so excited to be at the movies. Like, we saw Kong vs. Godzilla, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. I, I couldn't, I was so thankful to just be at the movies, something that almost seemed routine to me, and, you know, it was like, oh, it's fun, like, we're going to the movies, but now it's like, oh my god, I get to go with my friends and see a movie on a giant screen, I get to watch these two big monsters fight, so... You know, it's been nice to see how how much how, how much positive can come from this you know huge negative. Well, you know, we know how much it meant to us. Exactly. You know, we have to we have to recreate the opportunities that helped us grow and develop into you know better people. Uh, I am exponentially better than I was in high school. You know, you mentioned this earlier of like not being motivated in high school, and and you you've touched on kind of the, how high school is kind of easy, and so you float through it, and there is. There's some, you know, real, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Don't worry about it. And, Uh, you know, I know, you know, meeting people along the way, how much that means. And I think with the class that's come in today and everything that's happened, there's a real disconnect with, you know, those experiences, those people you meet. It's very limited because the school is very limited, and you know that the school is you know a way of uh, having those experiences happen and you know making that progress possible. So you know I've seen the effect that these experiences have had on me, and I know how much happier it's made me, and and how much more hopeful I am about my future because of them. And I just feel bad that they haven't been able to have that same experience I, I want them to be able to have that i want them to have you know confidence going into the real world and i feel like you know you have that same kind of outlook on things and i i like the idea that you're going to come in and you know want to embrace that 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 diverse culture we had uh on campus of you know just wanting everybody to do well there's always a you know a place for everybody and there's there's many different avenues to uh, progress yourself and your skills, and it's just nice to know that, you know, we have somebody like you that wants to provide that. 
and that's uh, that's definitely why you have my vote. And uh, for me, <clears throat> honestly, I, I I don't know what really goes on behind the scenes. I don't I don't know what goes on in your in your mind, but like you always seem like you got it together. You know, you you for the three years I've known you, you've always been the guy that seems like he's got his life on track, and. In that same respect, since I've known you, you've been pretty much. If I were to, if I were to choose the most like diplomatic and most, I, I, I guess, progressive in terms of they're gonna they're gonna get their life, they're gonna do something with their life. It would be you. You you you're a very talented, very smart guy, and uh, I know that you're gonna be doing great things with that in the future, and. One thing that kind of leaves a bad taste in people's mouth when it comes to things like elections is a lot of the people that do participate in or do participate as candidates in these elections, um, I could see a lot of people seeing that they might do it for personal gain. And a lot of people do do it for personal gain. But with someone like you, Duncan, you're, very, you're so outwardly selfless and you're so – I mean you, 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 you just <laughs> – like right off the bat, you can tell that you want to actually give back to the community, and you actually want to, you want to make a difference for the better. And you're not doing it for your personal satisfaction or for your personal gain. You know, you're not, you're not doing it just to, just to look, just to look good or to you know make money or whatever. You're doing it because you see a problem that affects the lives of the, those in your community, and you you want to make take action against it. And I also want to make sure, you know, we, we, we address everything here, but uh, I know you have a lot of plans and a lot of uh, things you want to address about your ca- with your campaign. And uh, was there, what, what, were there any things you wanted to say, most importantly, uh, about your strategy going into this and, and what you want to get done? Well, I, I think one thing for me to recognize is I see certain problems, but I recognize that these are problems that I see through my outlook, through my experience, and being... Um, you know, I won't, I won't try to sugarcoat it. I'm definitely somewhat privileged in my, you know, I was raised by wonderful parents who, you know, even though there has been financial struggles, we've been, we've never been in a situation where we, we couldn't go to college. We couldn't, you know, afford textbooks or, or food or rent. Um, and so knowing that there are other experiences other than mine, I always like to ask people, um, what problems do they see that they really want to see addressed? Um, and so this is a call initially to anyone listening. Um, you know, I have an Instagram page, um, which hopefully will be in like some sort of description, but it's uh, on Instagram at Duncan for AS president. Um, please hit me up. Um, let me know what's concerning you. Uh, let's work together um, to figure out a solution. And then hopefully, you know, if I'm elected, we can pursue that. And is that Duncan um, and the word for or the uh, that is a word for. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then and then building off of that, I really want to ask both of you, what is something that you'd really like to see addressed by the, you know, the associated students that, you know, I could keep in mind as I hopefully uh, be in a position where I can address it? So mine is kind of broad. Uh, I w- it's not necessarily a single thing, but... It's very important to me, as well as there's other students that I feel as though my voice is heard as a student here at Chico State. And that's something that the past couple years, I don't think Chico State's done the best job at. Um, I mean, the most, the most I feel that Chico State has done something, and I don't even know if it was was them. 
uh, was a form that I believe you sent me and that you, you have something behind uh, that I filled out about uh, learning during COVID. That was, I think you're referring to the uh, open letter that uh, my team and I wrote at the beginning of the year, um, which I'm disappointed to the results of. Um, we, we were initially calling for the university to wait as long as possible to make a decision on whether or not we'd be returning in fall um, because exactly what's happening, uh, we were afraid would happen, which is we're coming back at 10%. We're coming back, you know, two weeks later, we're coming back at 30%. Oh, now we're coming back at 50%. It's like, are we going to be all in person? Should people be signing leases? Um, but one of the products of that, uh, you know, uh, open letter and in asking people to sign it was um, I attached a survey because, you know, for me, my campaign is not what issues do I care about and want to address. It's what do, you know, the, the voters um, being students want to see addressed because it's not my job to solve my problems. It's my job to solve the people who vote for me's problem and not just the people that vote for me because that's this has to be clarified because of the world we live in but um you know all of the constituency um you know voted for me or not i have to serve and i have to recognize the problems that they're facing um and so that survey was a, was a part of me trying to really figure out what should i base my campaign on what should i focus on what are the issues that students uh face and you know most of the ideas that uh, are in my platform um while i am very passionate about them are from the students um, because, you know, if I solve my problems, a lot of people aren't, are still going to be struggling. So, and then Dom, the same question to you. Yeah. I think the big thing for me is, you know, there's a lot of different, um, areas that people can go into when they come to Chico State and, you know, being a part of a major that isn't particularly big, there's not that many people in my major kind of specialized. And I know how much it's meant to me, despite not being giant to have the people who share those interests with me around me and having the mentors who have ex done you know what I want to go into there to guide me. I know with, like I said, my Business Information Society Club has been so helpful, full of people that know the industry and can get me networking with the right people. And I just want to make sure that when we come back to campus and in person and people can start interacting with clubs and interest groups, I want, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that come in that aren't part of those big programs, and I want them to know that they're going to be coming into somewhere that is going to help them reach their full potential in whatever it is they're doing, because there are a lot of smaller groups that, you know, even with just like a small portion of of funds can, do, can go a long way for a lot of these kids, and uh, I just want to make sure that everybody, you know, we keep that diversity of interests we you know we have all the resources that everybody needs to spot no matter what they're what they're doing or what they're trying to excel in i just you know the workshops the the, the meetings everything is so helpful and i want to make sure we don't lose that because i feel like this is a very special part of of university yeah one of my priorities is to um so there's that that cfat committee i mentioned earlier and i said i wouldn't go into the details i'm gonna go into the details <laughs> just a little bit um, so there's this uh, allocation of money. It's around a 1.7 million dollars every year, um, specifically dedicated to student. It's called the student learning fee. Um, everyone pays into it, um, and this this the goal of this money is to go towards activities for student activities that grow us outside of the classroom. Um, 
And, you know, sitting on that committee and seeing who's submitting these proposals, it's mostly faculty. Um, and that's not that's not an issue. Faculty have a much uh, they have the ability to look further into the future because, you know, they work for 10, 20 years, um, whereas we're here for four or no usually, you know, no more than six. Um, and um, I really want to, you know, work across campus um, to help, you know, get students and their clubs to be applying for those fees more often, um, you know, because we can get a pretty small club, five or $6,000 to do something that is a, you know, career changing experience that becomes the thing that sells them to the company they want to work for. Um, and just providing the opportunity for, I can't, I can't come up with all those opportunities. I don't know what they are, but um, by putting the resources in the hands of students, by connecting, you know, writing students with grant training programs, and then using those now grant trained students, which will have a great career in nonprofits one day, um, to help our clubs write grants that will create life-changing experiences. I think we can, as students, um, build networks to kind of do exactly that, support these small clubs, get them the money, because most of the clubs on campus are student-funded. Where, where are we supposed to get $10,000 other than our family? And if it's 10 of us, wow. Um, you know, so, yeah, I... I, I, I I want to create more uh, access to the financial requirements because this is America. Everything costs money um, by, you know, supporting students in applying for those programs and getting them involved uh, in, you know, asking for money from the university because it's there. We just don't know about it oftentimes. Well, thank you, Duncan, for uh, once again taking your time uh, out of your really busy day to come on here and just give us a little uh, site into your goals for your campaign and uh, what, what was the Instagram one more time? So it's uh, Duncan that's D-U-N-C-A-N uh, for A-S president. Uh, all one word or all one uh, you know bunch of letters uh, and then the A-S election will be uh, this Wednesday assuming this gets post on, posted on Monday um, April 7th uh, and you can vote anytime from 8am to 8am you should get something in your at mail uh, email um, and yeah, just, you know, you can also uh, allocate money to your clubs. So, um, you know, take advantage of that. And I want to make sure I get this in there. And I'm not just saying this as your friend, but saying this as somebody who can look at this whole thing objectively. Uh, it, it's really, you know, been an honor to have you on here. And I, I think it would be an honor to have you as uh, Associated Student President, knowing how much you've done and all the things you have uh you're planning on doing it's really amazing to see and uh, i feel really great about having you as my president i just feel very comfortable with you representing me as a student and and like i mentioned before having my voice be heard i mean that's a very that's a very important attribute uh to bear as as a representative of the students the fact that i believe that i know you'll do the best job possible you're not going to cut corners just because you haven't cut corners in anything else. Any any of the work that you've done and projects together uh, throughout the th different classes we've had, um, I just know you're a hard, diligent worker, and you're going to apply that to the to the position. I, I, I really appreciate it uh, from both of you. From the bottom of my heart, it's it's really incredibly humbling to kind of hear what you guys have said to, uh, this evening. Um and, you know, I really appreciate you guys having me on this podcast. It's, it's been a pleasure. 
Anytime. Thank you, Duncan. Once again, this was uh, the Orange House episode number eight. We post a new episode every single Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Orange House Pod and uh, our email. Send us something. We actually have not received an email yet. Their email is uh, orangehousepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, Duncan, what were the what was the dates for the election one more time? Um, so April 7th from 8 a.m. Uh, to the following morning at 8 a.m. And you're receiving an email through your Chico State email, correct? And part of that is you're not just voting for president. There, there are plenty of positions. You need to make sure you vote for all of them. And it's, you know, from what I understand, there's also money to be allocated that each student gets to decide a, a certain amount of it. So make sure you get on that. And uh, But when you're writing in for president, make sure you write one for Duncan Young. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will see you next week on Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific time.